Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Craig Tashman, the founder and CEO of Liquid Text, an active reading, note-taking, and document analysis platform. Craig, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Ari. It's a privilege to chat with you. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Liquid Text. Sure. Excuse me. So my background is I went down to Georgia Tech to study something called human-computer interaction. This is understanding, instead of understanding the how do we build machines, this is more understanding the why do we build them? What purpose do they serve? How should they interact with people and things like that? And so as I was working on my doctoral dissertation, I started studying how people, especially how professionals, read and understand long, complicated documents, right? So I did all these studies and we, we did diary studies, interviews, all these things, trying to just get at the depth of what it is people are trying to accomplish and what are the strengths and weaknesses of how this is performed today. And so I built some prototypes and started putting them in front of people. And the prototypes took a very different approach to handling reading. And we can talk a little bit more about that. But when people saw the prototypes, they started saying, wow, this is really interesting. Where do I buy it? And I said, silly, you don't buy it. At the very, at the very best, maybe I'll manage to get out of graduate school and get a PhD. Uh, the whole program took seven years. So figuring out a way out was definitely high on my priority list. But uh, people in the studies, which was not about product market fit or anything, but people in the studies kept asking that. And eventually I realized this is a much bigger opportunity than just getting a PhD. And so after I graduated, started to explore commercialization and wound up here. So how does your doctoral research on how people read, take notes, and analyze documents affect your approach with Liquid Text? Liquid Text, actually, the most preliminary version of Liquid Text came out of my doctoral research. So maybe just stepping into that in a little bit more detail. What I found in my PhD was that... There's a lot of research on what people need when they're doing professional reading and research. They need to do things like taking notes without losing the context. They need to be able to do comparisons of different documents and different pages in documents, a litany of things like that. But the challenge was that on computers, this really was not working very well for people. So we did these interviews. We asked them, what's it like doing reading on a computer? We, we observed them. We did diary studies, all these nice things. And we found that there were a ton of problems. People had trouble maintaining context. They took these notes and they couldn't remember where the notes came from or what the significance or importance was for them. People had trouble staying organized. They had trouble moving between different documents when they had to switch back and forth. And that was interesting. So then we said, okay, let's try to find out what's the, situ what's the situation with paper. And so we did the same study, same kinds of investigation on paper. And we found that it had most of the same problems. And that was one of the big discoveries that we made, that the reason reading on computers isn't very good is because reading on paper, professional active reading on paper isn't very good. And the way the industry largely approached digital reading and research was by trying to replicate and even build on the way it's done on paper. And what we realized was that was really a fundamental mistake. You can't, when you try to do that, you end up inheriting all the limitations of paper but without inheriting the things that actually make it tolerable, like its physicality. So with Liquitext, we said, and this was still part of my doctoral work, we said, let's approach this differently. Instead of starting from paper, 
let's start from the cognitive science, which there had been already tons of research on. So we looked into we looked into earlier work as well as the work, our own work in how do people need to take notes? What do they need in terms of visualizing information? How do they need to move back and forth between documents? What does the process and the workflow look like? And so we started basically from there. We created a completely different representation of a document built on giving people more control, more freedom over how information is connected and arranged. And that was, that was really the genesis of it. From there, the, proto, the research prototypes we built got such a strong reaction that we said, gosh, this needs to be more than just a research prototype. How does what you've learned apply to the way that lawyers work? So lawyers were actually key parts of our earliest re- of my earliest research, long before there wasn't us, when it was just me. A lot of the folks who I interviewed right at the beginning were actually lawyers. One of the things that we found is that the applications are different, but the underlying cognitive needs are very similar, even across industries, whether you're talking to a senior executive, an attorney, even a college student, the way they're applying it is different, but the underlying needs are actually very similar. For example, if we think about an attorney going to uh, preparing for a trial, there's a huge amount of documents that they need to switch back and forth through. And one of the challenges that people have when they switch back and forth through documents is they forget their place. One of the challenges that they have is that it's also very hard to compare multiple documents side by side. With computers, this is very tricky. It's easier with larger screens, but a lot of people don't have them, or even with the larger screens, it's still tricky. And with paper, it's a little easier because you can lay the documents out on the desk, but it's still challenging to have more than just, let's say, two side by side. But the biggest problem is, this is true of lawyers and pretty much everyone else, when you do discover a connection, when you do discover, oh, this paragraph in the first document supports and really confirms this paragraph in the second document, there's no good way to capture that connection. And so this is particularly problematic for attorneys. Let's say, again, let's just take litigators as an example. You're constructing an argument. You're showing how two pieces of evidence and two different deposition transcripts corroborate one another and support your argument. How do you capture those connections? You can just write them down linearly, but then you really lose the links back to the sources. And so one of the things that we realized is we need to make linking. We need to make the network of connections much more capable of reflecting what you're constructing in your head rather than just writing down linear notes in say Microsoft Word. Sort of putting it another way, as you're working through a case, as you're working through your documents, you're building a network, a web of connections in your head. And the problem is the media that we typically have to papers and traditional computing software kind of forces you to flatten that out into a linear document long before you're ready to. And so a lot of what we've done in Liquitex is letting you take the way things are represented and organized in your mind and be able to actually express that out and organize it and connect it the same way now at your computer. Why do lawyers still default to paper documents? Yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that. Like I was saying early on, paper has a lot of problems, but computers actually are worse. For example, some of the things that we found are that digital, despite its advantages in certain senses, it kind of unspatializes things in a lot of ways. So you have paper, you can lay those paper, you have a document, let's say, right? You can lay your documents out on your desk. You can see them in parallel. You can take a document, you can unbind it. You can actually arrange the pages side by side. This is really consistent with how human memory works. Human memory is very spatial in a lot of ways. And paper naturally lends itself to that because you're as a very spatial arrangement. On a computer, you're getting rid of a lot of that spatialness immediately. First of all, you no longer have a bound document where you can think, oh yes, 
the thing I need is 20 is three in, is an inch into the document is an inch into the book. You can't do that anymore because there's no depth on the screen. You can't lay things out spatially the way you could because even large screens are a lot smaller than desks. There's a lot of other problems too. When you, because of this, because you despatialize things, you now have to find other ways for people to keep track of stuff. And it doesn't tend to work as well. So you switch back and forth between, whereas on a desk, you might have the papers laid out. Now on a computer, you have to switch back and forth between them. And so you forget where you were and you forget what each one is about. Computers tend to force more of a linear structured organization, right? Because the apps that we have typically force you to construct your notes in a linear form. I think like Microsoft Word style. But the thing is, until you're pretty deep into a project, you're not actually ready for that. And so in a lot of ways, computers force you to try to construct more things in your head, get further into the project, figure out what your structure and your organization is, and pre-linearize it. Where on paper, you can keep things in a more fluid, spatially organized, less linear way until you're actually deep enough into the project to be ready. And this is what my research found, that a lot of times people use papers and computer side by side, because paper is good for the earlier stages and computer is good for when you're all done. And it doesn't have to be that way. What areas of legal practice can most benefit from a switch to a platform that allows for digital reading and note-taking? I would say the potential is enormous, particularly as we move away from these more traditional ways of doing digital reading and research and more towards what I, more towards the future that I hope we're creating at Liquitext, honestly, even beyond us. I think the potential is largest in places where people need to discover into I think the potential is largest in places where people need to find information quickly and be able to construct arguments that they're going to share with others. So let's say, for example, I think of litigation. You need to find information incredibly quickly in the courtroom. One of the things with our own product that attorneys tell us is we let them find information faster than the folks who use paper. And one specifically said this gives them a material advantage in the courtroom. Digital has the potential to be great for finding information very quickly. It doesn't come automatically, but with the right type of software, it can be fantastic. Digital is also great for being able to communicate more than just the facts, but to communicate the entire argument and the logic behind the facts. Again, this is one of the things that we've worked very hard on in our own product so that you have your conclusions, you have your argument structure, but you can instantly get back to the context and the justification for each point in your argument. Again, this is the power of Lincoln. In a sense, what we've done historically with digital is we've tried again to replicate the paper experience. But when you lean into what digital is good at, when you approach it starting from cognitive science and the strengths of digital, then you get something that's much more powerful, where you can link your notes, link your ideas, find the context and the justifications for everything. How do you see the way lawyers practice evolving? It raises a lot of questions, and I think it raises the potential for lawyers to become more, for every lawyer to become more of a, of a coordinator, of a director, rather than necessarily performing all the tasks themselves. So the generative AI today is still fairly, as much as we love GPT-4 and things, it's still fairly primitive. It's still too early for, in most cases, for lawyers to really rely on it for things. But the potential as time goes on is for lawyers to act as managers of a case and use generative AI combined with other models to accomplish a lot of the smaller tasks. And then the attorney, let's say, integrates those tasks together into the final result. It's in certain ways, at least a different skill set. And I think it's going to be a very exciting opportunity for lawyers to evolve into learning how to use these tools. 
to leverage them in practice. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Dr. Craig Tashman, the founder and CEO of Liquid Text, an active reading, note-taking, and document analysis platform. Craig, thanks so very much. Thank you so much, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.